So I'm going through Facebook Messenger on my laptop connected into my Rodecaster Pro through the USB input and then Smithers, you're on your mobile phone through Facebook Messenger using your iPhone um, <laughs> yeah, remote iPhone headset microphone thing. thing. Yeah. Um, yes. So I yes. think, so we initially tried, I bought you a headset that were like a, what's it called? Um, Sennheiser RC3 or PC3 or something. And that doesn't work because um, <laughs> you need, for some it weird has, fucking reason, it has reason, too much, it has too, um, too, much uh, too, too many cables. Yeah, it's basically. It's got a, an input too, and an output. Too much cableage. Motherfucker. So why, it didn't fucking tell me that when I bought it. I mean, luckily it was only $15, so it doesn't really fucking matter. But um, uh, so... Yeah. Kind of sucks, but there you go. Yeah, I wonder what just. Yeah. I mean, really, what you need is like a gaming headset. That's what you fucking need because mm. that's just exactly what we need. So, yeah, I, I think just... it's designed for like, like I say, things that have um, uh, an input and output kind of thing, like, like a proper sound te- card, telephone. Yeah, yeah, or like a yeah PCs like sound card type yeah. thing. But there you go. Not to worry. Never mind. Worry. Well, I mean, this sounds pretty good. So yeah, but. Um, I might still send you a um, uh, something. Being on the mobile is quite good for me because yeah. I am kind of um, shuffling about the place. I've just gone into the pantry to find the cookies. Cookies, eh? I'm nice. pleased to report that there are cookies in the pantry. So, well, that's good. I'm. Um, that pleases me. I haven't eaten anything, and I've started on the whiskey, which I I had to transfer <laughs> one whiskey into another whiskey bottle because the cork broke on my other whiskey bottle so I had to put it in this other one and I think it was a bit old in there because it tastes a bit weird initially but I've got past that I'm now approaching drunkenness so it's fine yes well I um, I took a little stroll over the park earlier to the bottle shop and purchased myself some some uh, some beers which uh, are going down quite nicely so. very nice very nice mm. yeah I'm on the um, uh, Banhabanen whiskey which is massively running out which I don't understand how that's <laughs> happened so it's the only thing with whiskey once you get a, a taste for it you've got to be careful not to chug too much it's it just pretty strong stuff goes man it's crazy yeah. yeah 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 so I might find you a headset you can plug into your phone that's going to actually work and send it down so we'll see, <laughs> see if I can find something that isn't too expensive that's going to be half I'll, decent, um, so. I'll have some kind of headset graveyard like uh yeah <laughs> ones that just don't <laughs> fucking work well i'm glad sure, we figured exactly. it out before i posted one to john but he's apparently got one that he uses for his conference calls so we're going to try with oh, him yeah, again probably be all right. and i think we'll go facebook messenger so facebook you are the winner of best quality call mm. for a podcast because we were struggling we tried everything we tried google duo which was fucking ass we tried um what else did we just try? We tried just normal phone call, which for some reason should be the best, but was the worst. Well, not the worst, it was really mm, medium. Mm, mm. And then um, Facebook, and my Skype won't work. Literally, you fucking, I try and reinstalled it because it had stopped working and it won't even load now. It loads up but nothing comes up. So my Skype's down and presumed fucked. Same. There's so many so many options nowadays. That's None the of them thing. fucking work. So many options. Facebook's the best at the moment. So I mean, they they are probably listening to us. So because it's Facebook. Well, I was going to say Q Q um kind of all kinds of random shit 
appearing in your Facebook feed. Well, from what we talk about, yeah, that would be interesting to see. Let's come up with something really fucking random and see if we can make it appear <laughs> in my feed. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking about buying a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I, yeah, me too. I um, I would be particularly interested in, uh, uh, what do they call the horsey stuff? Oh, like tat, Sh- isn't it? Shetland ponies? It. Small ones. Um, I want a Shetland well, pony I to, as a pet. I used to work with the British Horse Society, so... Did you? I, um, yeah, 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 they were one of my clients. I thought back. that was like a random like, <laughs> thing uh, you were just making at one up. Point, they were all very, um, all very well-to-do type people. I'd, I'd expect that from John, but not from you. Well, as yeah, he it just happened to be a client. Thing, so. um, oh, yeah, yeah. But um, they... Uh, what was it? Oh, Mar- Martin Clunes is uh, some kind of patron of the. Oh, remember Martin Clunes from Member Hayden yeah, Baddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, other such. Yeah, and, well, uh, he does like Doc documentaries Martin. and stuff now. Yeah, um, documentaries anyway, yeah. And Doc Martin. Yeah, um, when, whenever you called them up, you would hear Martin Clunes' voice on the switchboard. Oh, really? Hello, and welcome to the British Horse Society. Oh, he's working there, is he now as well? Fucking hell, he gets around, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like a patron of the charity or something. He's quite—he's a, a keen horse rider, apparently. Oh, is he? Yeah, he looks yeah. like a type. He looks a bit like a posh sort that likes to ride a ride a horse. Yes, what what? I don't yes. trust horses. I don't fucking like him. I never liked like John. Obviously, they had horses up in their mm. countryside mm. house, and I never liked to get very near them. They just—I don't know—they're shifty. What was it? Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He writes um, Sherlock Holmes. He says they're dangerous at both ends and shifty in the middle. <laughs> that's what he says yeah he I, liked horses, so. I quite like horses but I have a very healthy respect for their boundaries <laughs> yeah I like them from a distance um, I think yeah that's about yeah, as close they're, as they're amazing creatures like 10 feet um, that's it particularly when they've not been there's been quite a lot of controversy around horses haven't there when you go back to the um, well they just the, the light, uh, which they weren't horse meat to. in lasagna frozen lasagna scandal oh um, yeah a, a few years ago. Well, ironically, yeah. actually, it's probably better for the sort of people that buy pre-frozen made lasagna. Oh, it's probably better quality meat than what would otherwise be in there. Yeah, and that horse meat's actually <laughs> really, really good for yeah. you. It's really high in something or other, iron and yeah. something else. So, yeah. And protein, low um, fat. So, yeah. But there's been there's been quite a lot in the news lately, isn't there, about, like, obviously, horses that are in racing and stuff and the amount that have been killed. And, and then, like, some... And I think in America, some racehorse, I can... It it died, um, and uh, I haven't even really read the story. I've seen, seen the headline, but the racehorse was found just like dumped on a on a landfill site, yeah. just like. And it was like it. I think it was like a thoroughbred racehorse. <laughs> it's yeah. like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's um. They just over here. They just had a thing where all these old racehorses that were supposed to go and live in the countryside and retire just got mm, sent mm, to an abattoir yeah. and killed for meat. <laughs> Like, cheers, yeah. guys. We've abused you for all your life, and now we're just going to fucking kill you. Excuse me. That's very rude, Dave. That was a very rude beer bird there. Beg your pardon. Um, I think I've found a set Yeah, of it's one of those things, isn't it, though, again, where you have to look at, like, um, uh, quite pragmatically in, in terms of if that's the way that you have to manage the um, the, the kind of what otherwise would you get from the animal or, or how can you look after it properly if it's used um to to raise meat for food then uh, you know that's a that's a tough call but uh if if things are done in the correct manner then um you know maybe it's it's potentially the responsible thing to do if you look at the uh possible alternatives yeah 
It's um yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot of I think there's quite a lot of issues with like wild horses running around and stuff, especially like in the outback and stuff like that. Well, I, yeah, I don't know what would the issues be. I don't know. I mean, well, they cause they. I mean, it's the same with any kind of like if 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 uh, particularly if it, like you know you look at the cane toad problem and stuff like that. They were introduced and like they're such an invasive species and there's there's been yeah there's all kinds of um because they have quite a lot of uh, culling and stuff like of, of various animals but I think like there's, there's obviously shitloads of camels and stuff as well but they they cause quite a lot of environmental damage like their numbers need to be controlled um like John would John would uh, do a far better job of explaining this kind of thing to you than um, <laughs> I would yeah I don't know why because, we're talking uh, about horses because neither of us know what the fuck we're talking. <laughs> you're right john would be perfect uh, for this he actually knows because he is a horse yeah so yeah yeah i know i know absolutely fuck all but it's it's quite interesting i think when you it's i i I understand sort of both sides of the argument when it comes to all these kind of things about you know you you know killing obviously um animals for for uh, our consumption and things like that but um you know in I think John's quite sort of uh, level-headed as well in terms of that this is um, the way things are um, in terms of where we are kind of in the food chain and, 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 and how that process works and how obviously humans have evolved as, as, as omnivores and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah he's I'm sure he's got a, a much more scientific viewpoint than I have. So. Yeah, all I really know about horses is what I just said about that they're supposed to be quite good to eat, which I'm not sure is the, uh, I don't know. That, <laughs> that might be the non-PC or... thing to say, but again, <laughs> I as I so, said, yeah. it, it may be maybe the actual, you know, the best thing to do. Um, well, maybe if and, there's a, yeah, a problem with wild horses in Australia, mm, maybe, yeah, it's a good solution. You mm, go out there and kill a few horses and stick them on the barbie, but it's probably one of those things that people don't like to hear about because it's... Um, well, it's like um, you know, be, your roo- you know, I think the, the same issue with roos as well. You know, um, oh, they're feral taste brilliant. Fe- well, yeah, exactly, and they're like you know, an actual fact to to eat roo is is actually probably one of the one of the sort of responsible things to do in terms of responsibly <laughs> eating meat because uh, you know there's an abundance of it, and, and essentially um, it's like a game meat because it's wild yeah, essentially. Yeah, Even though exactly. there are kangaroo farms where they are bred yeah. for eating, they still just roam around like. A million yeah, exactly. acres because it's fucking Australia. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's mad. I think I found. So, you yeah, some when you, I think though. when you come, when you when you take a level-headed approach um, to to stuff like that and talking about like you know food production and controlling animal numbers, then um, yeah, it's quite a serious business. I mean, mm. um, and and rabbits, for instance, as well. They're like a hugely invasive species, so like people should eat more rabbit as well. Because they cause untold damage to to farmland and and um, you know crops and all sorts, and they're tasty as well. Yeah, exactly. So the um, oh, it was on River Cottage Australia. The dude was having an issue with his rabbits on his land, and um, he got these two fellas from down down the road, whoever, to uh, come ferreting on his land, and, uh, and they had the these rabbits. ferrets, and they send them down a rabbit hole and flush them out and get the rabbits but these two dudes that that did this ferreting thing like showed them how to do it um they like could never eaten their rabbits they just like i think they give them well for animal meat and stuff like them to the dogs and he's like you never tasted like the rabbit and uh so he made like um sort of like kfc style like rabbit kind of deep fried rabbit kind of wings and or, or legs and shit like that um like breadcrumbed and, and all that kind of thing and uh, yeah, got them to eat it, and they were like, "Yeah, this is awesome." 
Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, fucking, it'd be fucking wicked. <laughs> I had some get that, get that in your air fryer, mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shout out to Sunbeam for giving me a free air fryer. Um, yeah. Shout out to. Uh... <laughs> I actually had some. I think I was telling you earlier, and you're like, "No, save it for the podcast." And my delicious, it was like a mm, Japanese mm. style fried chicken, like karagi or karaji chicken, however you say it. But in like a, I guess it. I think it. So I guess a piece of breast, I'm not sure, but it was um, it was that, and then it had like an Asian style salad mix in there. So rather than like lettuce, it had like shredded carrot and bean sprouts and fresh coriander, and and then there was a, like a nice sort of spicy, slightly spicy kind of Japanese style mayo thing in there. It's fucking delicious, mate. Really, really good. Yeah, that, that does and that was just like a normal pub good. lunchy sort of place. Like I wasn't expecting the food to be that good, but it was, and it was massive. It was a Greenwood Hotel in North Sydney, which is a supposedly nice. renowned place for hotties and Friday lunches. And Very it was, good. Um, Very literally, good. Oh, there must have been five hundred people in this place. It's fucking massive, and they were just reeling out the food just to everyone, basically, and it was just mental. Fucking crazy. That sounds like a serious operation. Oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. And the amount of people ordering food and the number of people in there and how quickly they were turning it around and the quality of it. Like, my mate's got this, like, crispy pork belly salad thing that was fucking amazing. And, like, uh, roast duck salads and all this other stuff and Wagyu beef burgers. And, you know, the, the standards of food are definitely increasing. I think it's because Melbourne's that's, such uh, a good, good... So the food's so good in Melbourne that Sydney is, like, having to take notice and go actually we've got up our quality a little bit so it's uh, yeah um, step your game up sydney yeah man fucking uh yeah but it was good i was nicely pleasantly surprised by the quality of it actually so yeah, it was pretty good mm. so mm. yes it's quite i've good. always wanted to um when i'm back in sydney go back to that uh sri lankan street food place. oh that, that was, was awesome good, yeah i found this um asian street food place up in annandale like one suburb over from where the sri lankan place is not far away from it actually and it's oh amazing just as good but uh like malaysian slash a bit of singapore chinesey kind of vibe but mostly it's surrounded about around malaysian food and like really good um faux noodles and um bowels you know like the the awesome white bready doughy bun things with various mm. fillings and wow. homemade um beef or lamb uh curry puffs and just oh, it's fucking amazing man it's so good so yeah that's, that's a place awesome. i'd probably take you as well it was it was really really nice like it's, it's one of those places that opened, it opened about six months ago maybe coming up to a year ago almost and um it's like got hundreds of reviews and it's five stars. Like it's just everyone raves about it. It's um Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really nice. And I literally only realised it was there about a week ago. <laughs> I tried it. I was like, oh yeah. fucking hell, this is amazing. So um yeah, yeah. And it's not far very from Lycard. It's kind of sandwiched in between Lycard and uh Glebe. So very nice it is too. I might even go there this weekend. Lovely so, job. Lovely job. Lovely yeah, we had um Yeah. Actually, one uh, there's a place. Um, it's down near the bottom of the hill where we used to live in Northcote, um, and it's called. It's like a Mexican cantina, but it's by a little flock. And little flock's been this little place that's been down there for a while, and they uh, remember the name. Um, it's oh, fuck days. Well, <laughs> I'm searching now. Northwood Mexican food. Northcote. 
Northcote. Shit. Northwood. Guzman Gomez came up. <laughs> Not what we want. No, 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 no. Mexican but, um, street food, Northcote. What's that, sorry? Mexican street food by Little Flock. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Mexican street food by Little Flock. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's um, yeah. 81 High Street, Northcote, that is. And it's got 4.4 stars out of five. They're very good reviews uh, from 81 people. So that's... um. Very, yeah, very good. It's, um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was um, there's some cool little bars down there as well that like do happy hours and things, and they're really they've got like you know good selection of beers and whiskeys. Um, there's a very cool whiskey bar um, on the high street called Buck Mulligans, oh, which yeah. is um, I think which is really nice. Yeah, you might have mentioned this when we were down that way. Um, yeah, maybe. You might have mentioned maybe. that Mexican place to me. They do like cheap Tuesdays or something like that, with beer and a yeah. burrito or something. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a different Mexican. That's, um, oh, crikey. That's up the top of the hill. But uh, no, <laughs> yeah. this this place we've only been to once, um, Mexican yeah, Street Food by Little Flock, because we were like, yeah, we should go and try it. Yeah, um, I was really impressed because um, it was really different to your average kind of uh, Mexican, you know, um, burrito, meat, cheese kind of beans kind of thing it yeah, I'm just like looking really through fresh the tasting yeah yeah it looks good it looks like, like um oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks good now yeah it was really good i uh, i was really impressed and um funnily enough actually i watched um last night on sps food there was um anthony anthony bourdain um parts unknown and uh and uh, uh going around mexico um, and uh it was interesting oh, to see where they kind of you could see where they've taken some of the inspiration from um, because he also commented that kind of Mexican food isn't all kind of what you'd probably um, find our versions of, you know, or, or like the Americanized version of, mm. which is a lot kind of heavier and, and yeah, greasier yeah. And, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I find it difficult to um, yeah, eat. I like to cook it myself. I got some amazing cookbook, Mexican cookbook. It's like bright, massive, bright pink thing. It's fucking amazing. It's like a fucking novel. Like it's this huge, massive book. And um, there's some great recipes in there. Um, mm. Really, really good. It's probably what I should... I've got a shitload of eye fillet beef to cook this weekend. I don't know what to do with it. So I might search that book for some inspiration. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. I um, Yeah, I enjoy Mexican food. And uh, that was a particular highlight. And um, yeah, we've also been to a really good Japanese... Um, Okay. up the road from us a, a few times now and so um, cool. but the other night was like probably the best experience we had there just because i think we just like um ordered really well oh yeah and uh, <laughs> you know just good. just had the perfect amount of food and just like the nice combination so we had like okonomiyaki and um oh christ i can't remember i just, remember what the place was called um <laughs> what um road is, is it on oh, but do you remember what road it's on it's on the high street. It's on North High Street. Um, Japanese. I'll do my um, restaurant. Young Jamie yeah. trick from um, Joe Rogan and find it. Yoko So Izakaya, which is 384 <laughs> High Street. That's got good ratings. You've got uh, Koi Koi. I think it's that one. I Koi Koi Izakaya. Japanese kitchen. Pretty good. Japanese um, kitchen. And I haven't tried Japanese kitchen Iroha yet. God, they're also close. That's, that's amazing. Mm, mm, yeah, so this one's yeah. Yoko Izakaya. No, Yoko Izakaya. I think that's the one. Yeah, to, yeah. I'm just clicking on it now and checking. 
if they had yeah, fucking right 160 reviews, almost five stars. Fucking yeah, it is really good. It's, I fucking um, love Japanese yeah, food. Yeah, we man. had we had some tasty shit. It's so said. good, like Japanese food. I just it's just oh sensational mm. man. It's probably my favorite yeah. cuisine. I think. I mean, I love Asian food just generally. Like, if I could only pick one kind of genre, then that would be it. But it's under the umbrella of like Chinese, like Malaysian, Singaporean, Japanese. Like, it's just all fucking mm. good, man. Um. Korean, yeah, it just, is, oh, um, Korean barbecue, man. Oh, a good one of those yeah. is, is is amazing if you find a good one. Right. Well, I, my um, my hairdresser, she is from Korea, and I actually asked her for a list of places to go. Oh, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> so great, man. Oh, we've got so them good. written on our um, our chalkboard in our kitchen, but I can't actually see it from anywhere. <laughs> that's <it's right>. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, if you go to one, we'll, we'll yeah. So that's yeah. two places. So we've got Yokozo Izakaya, which is on 384 High Street in Northcote. So that's highly recommended. And then mm. the one we just talked about, the little Mexican, whatever it's called, place. Um, Mexican Street Food by Little Flock, which is 81 High Street in Northcote in Melbourne. Um, both highly recommended. Yeah. So that's some yeah. Good little... Awesome. How did we get onto food? I don't know. Mate, it's it. fucking me, man. Us, we'll just, I'll just... <laughs> Well, gravitate back and, uh, towards it i've got to start doing my timmy foodie podcast again actually um and just start yeah. doing that because that was good i just I'd, ranted I'd, about um, food basically it was um yeah i've got so many I'm recipes left on food. Website, so so yeah we could even do that yeah i mean it's um most that was mostly just me talking through all my recipes on my website basically and i only got about 10 in so i've got another like 60 odd that i can talk through so it's um, <laughs> yeah so i need to start doing that I found you some headsets. So these are the headsets I use for my gaming, which are really good. They're Kingston HyperX cloud uh, gaming headsets. And they're um, they're actually really good sound. Like They're actually good for listening to music, actually, as well, I've, I've found. So I think I'm going to get you these because they're not bad priced and the sound quality is pretty good through the mic. So. And they're, it's like hands-free, so you can just put the thing in. You know, it's like a, you know call center type thing but it will actually work yeah. and you won't need 15 different inputs and a sound card to make it work so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a top tip for anyone if they want to get a headset for podcasting don't get the sennheiser pc range because they're all dual plug-in so one for the headphones and one for the microphone so you need dual yeah. input so basically a sound card um, to make them work, which is annoying that they didn't say that. But anyway, maybe that's why they were so cheap because <laughs> no one's yeah, buying yeah. them. So. No one wants them anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, that's a little top tip for people. So using Facebook to make calls and um, just uh, if you're doing a phone call, then get someone on a gaming headset, and that's the way to go, I reckon. So, um, so yeah, I think I'll send these down to you, and then that'll be awesome. good. So yeah. And, Excuse uh, me if um me uh, yeah, munching. You eating? What are you eating? Cookies. I have just cracked open the cookies. I was going to um, ask you. Yeah, have you heard of ghost bikes? Mm. Are they good? Mm. 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 <laughs> yeah. These are fucking good cookies, dude. Where are they from? Come on, we got. They're from Terra Madre. Oh, Terra Madre, organic place. Oh, yeah, in high, on the high street in Northcote. Yeah. Hipster cookies, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, it's a proper cool place. It's like a, a cool 
loads of tasty organic veggies and good meat and awesome like frozen veggies and um, various other awesome cheeses and cured meats and basically yeah, yeah good bread it's crazy it's gone up a level since you've probably seen oh, really? it as well yeah. it's basically they're, they're think, extended think it harris farm but independent and better basically like better, better <laughs> quality food it's um yeah it's a great place yeah, yeah. We had a, it's insane a, the it's insane the kind of the range of food that they have there as well like you can think of anything like you need fucking i don't know some random fucking seed or grain or something like flax seeds or ground millet or fucking flax, oh, yeah. Christ knows what <laughs> you'll find it there. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. There was a place like that in Bondi actually, probably still there. And it was it was that kind of place where just really good quality organic veggies and just cool random yeah. things and good meats and just. Um, but it costs a fucking fortune. Like, <laughs> I'd go there all the time and just spend most of my fucking money. So that's an aeroplane coming across. Um, yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky I've got my Harris Farm nearby, so it's like a pretty good compromise. But yeah, yeah, they're um, pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, interestingly, I overheard a conversation. Some woman was asking the dude in the shop about um, where, why they they have their own label stuff. And she was asking about some shit. I can't remember what it was. Soy or some something bollocks like that. And um, she was like, stuff. oh, is your soy thingy made by such and such? Um, your own label stuff. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure. I think it might be. And she was like, well, why wouldn't you have their brand on it? Because that's a well-known brand. And he was like, oh, well, if we sell it um, off our own label, uh, it's cheaper. Uh, we can make it cheaper for you. So their kind of philosophy, um, kind of, they they try not to mark up their products um, very highly at all. And uh, in actual fact, I'm sure that they don't put really hardly any markup at all on yeah, their fruit so and veg. They're just sort of getting breaking even and adding a little bit sort of thing rather than. Yeah, like they they mark up obviously certain yeah. items, but they I think they one of their philosophies is is to kind of bring organic fruit and veg, fresh veggies and stuff to people. Um, you know, it, it generally costs more um, in the in the marketplace. Um, so then they try and minimise the cost, the, the the sort of the on sale cost to the consumer, because they believe that people should be able to access it if they can. Okay. Um, yeah, it's um, I like that idea. It is cool. I mean, I like. Um, I'm sending you a link. I like. Um, what Harris Farm do with their milk, they they basically went to a farm, to a dairy farm, and essentially there they they buy the milk exclusively for their for a set number of stores around Sydney, and it's like a little dairy farm outside of Sydney somewhere. Um, mm. So all the milk you get is from a single herd, and um, you know obviously a higher percentage of the money goes to the farmer, and it's just a much better way of doing it. And the milk is better than any other milk you can get basically and you get it in the glass bottles and you can refill it you can take the glass bottles back and get a new one yeah, that's so it's, cool. it's a that's really cool. good process yeah. and and it's like I, I struggle with milk sometimes like digesting it but this milk i'm fine with so i don't know what goes on with other milk or what I, I, or the difference of this thing or maybe that it's from a single herd or i don't know it's local or, i mean I, I don't quite know the um yeah why it would be but um 
And it tastes so good as well. It's like milk, like it used to taste when you were younger, you know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, right, uh, yeah. It tastes like proper shit. Yeah, so it's, yeah. um, yeah, and it's like full cream and there's no, they don't do anything other than that. There's no, nothing else going on. So it's, um, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I love all that. It's, yeah, it's great. Great. And they've got like two yeah. cool Italian dudes in there making handmade mozzarella balls and like the little various different oh, sizes yeah. and they're just in there all the we, time we've, um, it we've found this um, you know in the shopping plaza the the shopping plaza straight the shopping plaza locally to us uh north yeah, of yeah, plaza, yeah, yeah around the corner um you, this yeah. straight straight out of the 80s um mm-hmm. uh it's got two coals in it uh, yes it has it Fucking has what? randomly <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> But there's, yeah. uh, there's some really good little uh, food shops uh, other than Coles in there. And, um, Baker's Delight is one in there. Their sourdough is actually really good. I really like their sourdough. It's, um, yeah, yeah it's I don't mind it. I still prefer the one, the, the Zeely Bay sourdough is amazing. Yeah, That's, see, I, yeah. I get my sourdough from um, Harris Farm. There's a little baker dude oh, in yeah. there who makes it. And um, Did I take you into that Harris Farm when you were here? I don't know if I... I think we did. I think did we? we did. I and it's got the machine where you pull the rope and you get the, it's like all the sourdoughs on these like shelves and a ratchet system and you kind of, it's their oh, way okay. of making sure people only get, like you can't just go and hunt for the. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's so you have idea. to take the yeah, next people one. People squeezing so we, them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you can, <laughs> want, that's it and it's protected other than that. So it's, yeah, it's like, uh, but the bread's just fucking sensational, man. Stomach, and you yeah, go. Yeah, if you go it. early in the love morning it. on a Saturday or a Sunday, um, well, any day of the week, really, but I only, could only go there on the weekend. But if you get there about nine a.m. or something, it's all just freshly yeah. baked. It's got that so good. crunch so to good. it, and it's still warm, and it's super soft but crunchy on the outside, and it's got that sound to it, um, that crackle kind of sound when you give it a little squeeze. And, oh, fucking amazing! I'm trying not to eat bread. <laughs> I decided last Saturday night. I wasn't going to eat bread anymore. I was going to try and <laughs> yeah. cut it. Cut it's just it. too good, though. Well, no, mate, sourdough toast with butter on it. It's oh, just mate. like nothing better. No, I literally I went to bed thinking I'm not. Oh, that's it. I'm off bread <laughs> for a few months. I'm going to just give it a go. And at Christmas, I'll hit it again. The next morning, I went to Harris Farm to do some shopping, and it was like, oh yeah, look, look at the bread. Oh, and I fucking bought some. <laughs> literally, I didn't even last. I didn't even last eight hours, man. Just fucking willpower and oh, oh, oh let's face it, it's it is like so good. you know oh, a bit of bread oh. versus a crack a crack habit. I think you'd be all right. Yeah, well, that's why I figure I'll just start cycling <laughs> to work and then I can eat bread. It's fine. So <laughs> it's just um, oh, mate, just I was going to oh. um, no. What I was going to say? Oh yeah, there's a there's a deli in Northcote 80 Shopping Plaza. Um, it's a Greek deli um, opposite one what of the coals. And um, what they do though is they have. Uh, two different types of prosciutto. Um, one's slightly different to the other. I think one's slightly better quality, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's that fucking cheap. So you know, uh, Plaza like Deli. The... Say again. Plaza Deli. Yeah, yeah. It's a Greek, like a Greek deli. Um, it's separation. It's street. in. It's insane. Yeah. It's oh. like um, the the really nice, you know, um, prosciutto, um, like a. Uh, like parma ham type 
stuff, but yeah. obviously they can't call it Palmer Ham because that's a protected thing. But, yeah, it's um, just different regions, isn't it? You got the San Daniel yeah. stuff, which is the real good shit. Yeah, which you can yeah, get on that's the road it. From me as well. But um, yeah, this stuff's really good, really good, and uh, it's so fucking cheap. Like you can, you know, like in the supermarket, you might buy a pack and it will cost you, I don't know, fucking nearly ten dollars or something, and you'll get six slices or something. Yeah, um, you can just like get like. <laughs> 20 yeah. odd slices of it and it will cost you like eight bucks yeah, <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yeah i mean the saint Daniel stuff up the road in the paris farms like 80 bucks a kilo or something so it's um oh, it's expensive price. but it is it's, it's the best italian parma ham prosciutto whatever you call it oh yeah, sure, yeah, so. yeah 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 um, differences i don't know but but yeah so that's plaza deli in the north cop plaza shopping center that's what dave's talking about um so if <laughs> yeah. you're in a nearby so you could literally go to Northcote for the afternoon and have some amazing mexican or japanese and then go and get some delicious sliced meats for dinner you yeah you could and you could also go to the free range butchers as well oh, also good. in the shopping center yeah nice and you could also there's yeah we're we're blessed with so many good options oh for, yeah it's fucking great it's such a great dining spot, yeah. you've got a park <laughs> right next door you've got all these awesome places to eat yeah, yeah pretty yeah. quick route into the city if you need to jump on the old tram. yeah it's good tram two train lines fucking good yeah man. it's banging um, it's banging i'll have to take you up to my free range butchers my friends up to the millens shout out to millens free range butchers up in uh Balgaula Heights. If you've not been there and you live in Sydney, go and check them out. Tell them I ten, tell them Timmy sent you, and you won't get a deal, but I might. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> although they're already pretty nice to me, they give me good deals. So, um, but yeah, that's that's great up there. So yeah, I'll have to take you up there one time. It's just a little place, but their their meat's just brilliant. So yeah, nice, nice. Now this uh, yeah, this uh, place, the butchers near us, is good. It's 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 kind of no frills. It's not not fancy hipster butchers, but they yeah, yeah. they do a good quality meat. I bought some sausages there the other day because they do really nice handmade. Well, they do their own uh, bacon, which I was telling you about the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. But they also that. they make their own sausages and stuff. They do really good chorizo. Um, oh, and then I uh, I also got a couple of the super hot ones. They're called like Vesuvius. <laughs> oh shit! And uh, I, don't know if I, I said, how hot are they? And she was like, they're hot. I'm like, yeah, but come on, like anything I buy in this country is never hot enough. And she's like, no, nah, they're really hot. <laughs> anyway. So I haven't tried them yet, so I'll have to report back on whether my um my constitution was was destroyed yeah, okay. by uh, the the hot sausage. <laughs> <laughs> by that you mean your bottom. My yeah. my ring, my uh, oh yeah, the burning ring of fire from yeah. the hot sausage. That'd be great for uh, just like squeezing out the stuff and making little meatballs and frying them. Yeah, off I reckon that might be the way forward. Like There's a, um, there was a really good recipe I used to do, and it was in like um. I think it was like in one of Jamie Oliver's like Jamie's Italy books. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, it was a really nice pasta recipe. Um that 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 used that you get like really nice Italian style sausage and you just squeeze it out of the, the skin um to make uh make this really nice dish. I haven't done that in years, man. But yeah, I reckon I, that I might love doing be... that. Yeah, with sausages I, I there's actually because um, I love doing that with sausage meat, but then there's a because uh, in the Harris Farm again, I can't stop talking about it. But there's a there's a meat section which is all like sliced hams and prosciutto and blah blah blah, all this cool stuff. But all of they make it all themselves, and it's all from free range pork, which is really hard to find generally anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah. all their saucisson and all that stuff, all the cured meats are all free range. That's really good. That's and really um, good. they sell little packs of uh, sausage meat that they make themselves, but the real fatty sausage meat, like uh, 
French style Toulouse sausages or something. It's that sort of fatty Ooh, yeah, yeah. sausage meat. Beautiful. And so you can buy it in a pow- in like a pack and just make your own little meatballs or fry it off oh, into that's like really, a mince. That's really good. Oh, it's yeah. great, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can good good sausage meat is a, is a good thing. Yeah. Or you can push it down into a patty and make like your bacon and sausage yeah. type McDonald's, but your own version of a sausage <laughs> and egg McMuffin sort of thing or whatever. And oh, it's good, man. And they do the same, but the chorizo meat in a little pouch with a knot in the sausage. Um, which is it's called a certain thing in Italian, and it's a quite a well-known thing. And you, you just do loads, loads of recipes with this kind of minced, you know, chorizo sausage meat, essentially. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah, it's called something specific. Um, you'd probably mm. be able to get it if you find a, a place that, that you know, like an Italian yeah. sort of place. Yeah. It's like chorizo minced up. You know, it's just basic chorizo, but not in a sausage casing. Um, and it's great to fry up into various Italian dishes, or I don't mm. know if you do a paella or something like you could put it in that as well so there's a really um there's a really cool little um do you remember the books uh when you came down for christmas that time i bought those two books for one for sydney and one for melbourne oh, yeah, where to yeah. buy stuff um yeah we, we kind of found a couple of places in there and uh but there's one there's a little bakery called all a welcome on on northcott high street um and that's really cool that's got like really nice uh their, their croissants and stuff like that pastries are like amazing welcome okay all are welcome yeah, yeah okay so giving people some good um eating yeah, tips if you yeah, i think we're supporting local business here yeah, yeah. We're doing our bit shout out to the local independent people see how mad is google it knows i've been searching northcut all i put in is all then ar and it says all are welcome northcut is that what you meant how mad's that <laughs> the algorithms uh Working wow. their way, yes. That's all. Our wow. welcome bakery, and that's one hundred and ninety High Street in Northcote. Mm. Um, and that's all dash r dash welcome dot com if you want the menu. So, which yes, I'm, which I'm going to look at now. <laughs> I love looking, looking at menus, at man. I've got I'm this weird obsession with looking at menus. Like anytime we go out for lunch at work, or if they say, "Oh, we're going here," I'm like, "Oh, okay," and I spend like half an hour looking at the menu before we go and just waste time, which I probably shouldn't say. Um, but it's um, oh, I fucking love it I don't know what it is I just love looking at menus it's a weird foodie thing I think so, yeah. I like to look at menus I think yeah especially if you're going somewhere you're like well figure it out I think it's a good tactic mm. consider your choice yeah definitely oh I had um, Mr. Chenery call me not call me text me this mm. morning mm. he was uh, I was going to ask you about that I'm getting a reputation for knowing about gadgets especially mm. headphones he was like Tim I'm looking at these headphones. Are they any good? And he, it's like the new Sony wireless ones, which are like the fucking best at the moment. And uh, I was like, yeah, mate, they're the fucking shizne. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, um, he, so, he, well, he, te- he texted me um, and I said, yeah, um, I know Tim's a big fan of the, the Sony ones. You should, check, oh, great, you should ask yeah. him. I mean, so, um, my Mark 1s are still going strong. Battery's still great, still sound good, still mint condition. I mean, I look after them quite well, but... Um, nothing's broken on them and they're like over three years old um, and the Mark 3s are just another level up in terms of sound quality and battery life and three hours to fully charge it um, yeah they're, they're decent man. they're fucking good man and, and just the remotes the way you just you can net, you can pause and stop by double tapping on the side and the right ear cup and you can drag your finger up or down and it does a volume you drag it forward or back and it does next track last track um, you hold your whole hand on it and it will cancel the noise cancelling so you can talk to someone and then take your hand off it and it 
starts again. It's it's oh. so you can kind of like fondle your head with the excuse that you're controlling your music. Like well, it. yeah, yeah, but it's so good. Yeah. Like no one else can even get close to the interface on it. It is so perfect because other headphones like that, you have buttons on the bottom that you got to find and push and next track, mm. and it's a bit clunky. But it's um, kind of interesting ones. from Sony because oh. their soft, well, particularly their software oh, is always ass. the clunkiest it's, software. It's man. still shit, mate. It, honestly, <laughs> I try and but use their. In terms of, I suppose, when you're interacting with an actual physical thing, they seem to get that kind of side mm. of things quite well. Even their little Walkman, which I use, um, it's got, obviously it's touchscreen, but it's got all the analog buttons on the side still. So you can mm, have it in your pocket yeah. and you know which is the next track, last track. So you can, you know, you don't have to look at it to know, to, you know, do stuff like that. But then obviously if you've got the headphones now, you can just Bluetooth to that. That's in your pocket and you just, you know, it, it, it's the best. I mean, it's the best headphones just for sound quality and battery life and noise cancelling yeah. at the moment. But just the best thing about it is just that touch interface on the side. It's so intuitive, and you just... It, oh, it's great, man. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I mean, they're not cheap, but they last so long. Like I said, I've had mine three years, which are the Mark 1s, and they're still fine. Um, I want to upgrade to the Mark 3s, but I can't justify it because these things won't fucking break. So, um, <laughs> so I'm stuck with them for another couple of years, I reckon. So, yeah. Yeah. But while they're still yeah. working, it's like, well, fucking, you know, there's no point. In, you know. So, yeah, they're very cool. They're very cool. Because, like, Bose have come out with some new ones recently, which look really nice. Like, they're kind of well-made. The materials are all good quality, and they look kind of sleek and stylish, and they're quite light. And But they, um, they're having major problems connecting, and, and you can connect... It's got some weird thing where you connect two devices into it or do something weird and it's just fucking it up. It's just they've they've messed oh, up right. with the software and it's causing a bit of um annoyance with people. But I mean in terms of sound quality and noise cancelling, they're right up there, but they're just mm. um like a step behind on connectivity and stuff. They've seemed to have tried to overcomplicate things a little bit. Um which they'll obviously they'll sort out. Like they'll they'll bring updates out and it will be fine eventually. But it's it's um they've just come out and they're having a few issues with it, so yeah, I have all this useless te tech knowledge about headphones. It's just I don't know. It's ingrained into well, my yeah, brain. Well, yeah, that's why I kind of put put them onto you because yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I straight away straight away I said, "Yep, they're the ones." Because he'd already he sent me the link. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, definitely." So, <laughs> um, although ironically, my ones are actually they've got a metal band in them, and now they've gone full plastic. But they mm. almost they still I don't know the new ones do feel a bit more premium somehow like it's um yeah it's interesting what they've done with it so yeah, yeah it's very cool so if anyone's out there and wants um some noise cancelling headphones we'll give a top tip and um it's the uh sony um i'm gonna just tell people and bring the link up hang on uh sony well, I, got dist I got distracted by the all are welcome website yeah it's looking right. at cakes Oh, yeah, I was looking at those. So, yeah, so it's the Sony WH-1000XM3 wireless noise-cancelling headphones. They are the ones to get. Uh, $395 on JB Hi-Fi. So they're not cheap, but they last, they'll last. last you fucking ages. So it's one of those kind of investments. And actually, the well, amazingly, like the Bose QuietComfort 35Ts, which are really fucking good headphones, they're still, they're still the same price. I'd, I'd have thought they'd have come down in price because the new ones have come out, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's they're still three ninety five in JB Hi Fi. 
Yeah, it is 35Ts. They're, they're great. They're really good as well. So, But the new fucking Bose noise-canceling over-ear headphones, they're the 700s. They're $600. They're what, sorry? They're $600. Ouch. And they're not as good as the Sony's, which are $395. So there's a top tip. Go for the Sony's if you're getting new wireless noise-canceling headphones. So... So there's our bit of a top gadget tip for the day for headphones well, yeah. to everyone out there. Shout well, out to Sony. I'd love Sony to sponsor me. Fucking hell, I just all my stuff Sony pretty much now. So they're getting they're they're knocking it out of the park for audio at the moment. Like their little Walkman, they're like cheap little Walkman is is probably the best out there for that price. The headphones are the best for the price. The TVs are expensive but really good. They've got all this high res audio stuff they're doing. They just announced this new near field desktop speaker system which just looks insane but it's designed to be on your desk while you're working but give you incredible sound. Hmm. Um, I think yeah. Sony have upped their game somewhat. Oh, they have. Fucking hell, yeah. They really have. Especially the high-res audio stuff. They're, they're really Yeah, they that, seem to so. have gone for that kind of a little bit of a... carve themselves a bit of a niche in terms of... They've not gone for kind of... Um, yeah, just slightly upper end of the scale. Not not too up end, not too top end, but just, just kind of setting themselves yeah. apart a little bit. Oh, they're doing good. I mean, and they 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 have gone really top end on some stuff. Like they, you can yeah. get a headphone amp that's ten thousand dollars. Like it's fucking insane. <laughs> but it's supposed to be pretty good, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Love the gadget gadgetory. Um, yeah, it's good, man. I could pre-order a cake. Should I do that? Yeah. Cake cake pre-order. I can guarantee Lucy would not object if you just pre-ordered a cake. <laughs> <laughs> if you just said I bought a forty-five dollar cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably more than that. I don't know. Cake can get fucking expensive, man. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to get these. Looks uh, like good cake, though. Hyper um, headphones. I. Oh, hang on. What's that? No. Um, you were asking me about a bike. Oh, yeah. I sent you the link on Facebook. Yeah, you did. I was just looking at it. Where has it gone? What the fuck have I done with it? It's 37% off. It's normally $6,300, and they're selling it for. $3,900. Hmm. Um, where are we? Here it is. But then I yeah, read a review and they said it's quite sweet. Cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? It's sick. I like the colour. Ghost bikes are good. I like the colour. Um, that's all yeah, I'm looking that's... at really is colour of the bike. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that colour. I want that one. The want thing one. I fear, Tim, is that it's probably more bike than you will ever need. Yeah, I'll just be cycling like, to work uh, on it. I, I, will, I it. would probably slap you if you just end up riding that around the streets of Sydney. Yeah, no, I'd have to, to go full on with it, wouldn't I? So, yeah. You'd need to at least yeah get out on the trails, my friend. Yeah, I think I'd just um, have to stick it, to my, my other quite awesome hardtail bike, which is pretty sweet, so I shouldn't really... Um, I looked at, I was looking at upgrading all the bits that I need, like the suspension, I need new cranks because they're my mates, and um, yeah. I need a new yeah. shifters and stuff, and it was like, I'm, I'm already up to like almost two grand, it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's and wheels thing. as well, I mean, the wheels are like 500 bucks, so. Yeah, yeah it gets pricey, and it, like, yeah, in terms of looking at just buying a new rig, then... Like it, it kind of makes sense, and that's it. Um, I'm, I'm with you there, yeah. that, and that's that's like, that's a really good deal. To be fair, on that thing, it that's is, a, isn't it? It's a beast as well. It's a nice bike, and it's got coil sprung shock on the rear as well, which is nice. Yeah, I like it. I like the color. Um, 
Although the seats yeah. are a bit uncomfortable, apparently, but you can just replace that. But. Yeah, exactly. So. Although brakes, Magura brakes, people not, yeah. I'd say everything well, else looks fucking Well, to be fair, there. I've got some Hope, high-end, yeah. best Hope oh, bra- yeah. brakes on my other bike, so I could probably just... Um, yeah, I think with the Magura, I don't know. There's there's been certain people, and, and they may just be muppets, or they're not got like these could be really good model of Magura brakes. Magura are very good. Magura I think MT some people have falls. had um, slight issues with setup and things. Just like uh, I think Shimano or or and Hope and stuff. Like they're they're generally, I suppose, like pretty spot on in terms of easy setup and stuff. But, yeah, okay. Um, I think the Magura ones you've got to get them dialed in, but. Um, Imagine if that, they're on like, a pre-bought uh, bike, they'd be all set up right, I suppose. But would they? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, they're um, yeah. That's the only thing. But hey, I don't know. Like they. Could and then, like I really said, nice, I've got nice some, set of bikes. Bought, that's the thing I really invested in when I bought that. Um, all the bits for my bike, my red one, my NS bikes frame one. I got the Hope something or other. Like they were pretty expensive when I got them. So. Yeah, yeah, the hope brakes. That's I have to say actually, even on my current bike, compared to my uh, old bike that got stolen, like the brakes on that were fucking incredible, and they were, um, they were avid actually, avid Elixir CRs. They were like top of the line. Yeah. Um, but to this day, I've not had any better brakes than what was on there. They were just incredible. Yeah, Yeah, insanely good. cool yeah man yeah i've had a few yeah most of my ones have been all right but like my the ones on my old bike like i didn't even like have to worry they never got like spongy or like got any airlocks in them or anything and like my shimano ones this time around have been i've had to bleed them like a few times and stuff i never even had to bleed i never even had to bleed the ones on my previous bike like in like two years (laughs) it's crazy yeah, so good. But um, yeah, that ghost bike, yeah, I would be it, it's seriously tempted. It's nice, really nice. Yeah, it's tempting. I mean, because I was looking at this, but like I say, upgrading the bits. Oh, once I hit go. two grand, I was like, fucking hell. I just, Jesus, I might as well just buy you'd have to go and ride it, though, Nick. Yeah, well, that's it. But <laughs> maybe it's a good way to get me back into it again. So there's so many good trails. And my mate's really into it. Like, he's super high level, kind of. Like he he could literally just wheelie everywhere and never have to. He's that good on a bike. He can just wheelie. Nice. I once saw him ahead of a line of about five cars wheeling down a really steep hill, just no hands <laughs> wheeling. Pretty much, I don't know. Maybe he had hands on it. I can't remember, but he was just wheeling down this hill just with cars behind him going about forty-five kilometers <laughs> just down this hill. I was like, oh, there's Ben. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty Shit. pretty sensational on his bike. He he helped me build that one and gave me a lot of the bits for it so that's um, awesome man yeah get out and ride with them it'd be awesome fun yeah they go all the time like, so, it's, yeah. yeah it's good to good to ride with people that are good as well yeah, i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to um yeah i'm going out with the the guys i ride with to harcourt oh yeah you Sunday. mentioned that yeah yeah um why yeah. do i recognize uh, that um i recognize that no um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I just recognise that name Harcourt. I don't know why. Um. Yeah. It's the well. It's called La 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 Bar Goa 
park. <laughs> I, park. I, I hope I am not uh, insulting many um, uh, indigenous or uh, otherwise um, people of uh, Australia by pronouncing that terribly. My apologies, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's meant to be pretty cool. So quite excited about that. The uh, tread treadharcourt.com.au is the um, the website. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. La La Bagua Park, yeah. La La Bagua. La La Bagua. You can have over to forests and reserves.vic.gov.au for a bit of uh, technical information about the place. Hmm. Yeah. It looks like, uh, anyway, sounds like fun. So yeah, uh, I'm quite keen to, um, yeah, get back in the groove with the, the old cycling. I went out on my bike this afternoon, actually, and got, got a bit lost. I almost um, cycled to work today. It's pretty good. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Yeah, then. <laughs> At least you thought about it. No, I did. And I was going to yesterday, actually, but then I had a podcast to get back to. Um, no, was it? There? Something was going on yesterday. I can't remember why I couldn't do it. There was a reason for it. I can't remember what it was. Anyway. It was a good reason to not cycle to work. I can't remember why, though. But now, it, considering I can't remember it, it probably wasn't a good reason. So, um, <laughs> But I have got my bike out of the garage, and it's now sit leaning in my lounge against the window. So it is... Oh, well, at least it's warm and cosy. It's, it's, it's warm and cosy, and it's moved <laughs> closer to the front door for me to... Uh, take it out so um yeah <laughs> we get like, like a puppy waiting to be walked yeah we're getting there so i think next week <laughs> i'll give it a go and see how it goes but today it was like 38 degrees or whatever the fuck it was so it was quite a hot one but yeah, i suppose it's going to be yeah. like that all the time so you just have to get used to it but um it was quite but, mental this morning it's it was very hot in melbourne yesterday so it was about 32 and then overnight it was it was still pretty warm um and then this morning it was like when i got up about 7 a.m and um it was, yeah, it was still about probably 27, 28 degrees. Hadn't really cooled down that much overnight. And then within the course of about an hour, it was like 18 degrees. <laughs> oh, yeah, Melbourne, man. It just fucking changes so It's crazy. Much, like. It was like, okay, here we are. And then actually it got quite nice in the afternoon again. There was a bit of a storm this morning. And then this afternoon I went out on my bike and it was probably about like, I don't know, 22 maybe, something like that. And um, yeah, it was pretty pleasant. Pretty pleasant. Went out on my bike, got a bit lost. Well, I didn't really get lost. I took a series of kind of questionable direction changes. There's a whole like um, uh, lake thing I can do, like a big loop round I can do. Um, it's not far from yeah. here. So, um, and a big park that my mate goes cycling in. He literally, he goes every Sunday morning, but he always goes really early. So I haven't quite plucked up the, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what you want to say, effort to the, fucking get up the and courage. do it. So, <laughs> yeah, my Sunday mornings involve sourdough, a toaster and some butter and some nice cups of and tea. And around a bit. Yeah, tea and uh, I don't know what else I do actually, but yeah. Yeah, mm. so um, yes. <laughs> yes. It's, um, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, I can't remember. We've managed to talk for about an hour and I, can't, we, I don't think we've actually approached talking about what we were going to talk about, but I think it's been quite good though. We've covered some pretty good uh, restaurants to go to. We've discussed... Uh, bicycles and uh lots of food it's good mm. were we gonna we we're gonna talk music i was gonna um say that we should review that um the guy who won the mercury music prize that dave guy um yeah 
Yeah. I, his, one of his tracks, because um, I, I stuck him on my Apple Music um, to, to listen to. One of his tracks, like, because I, I did like a shuffle all, and it came up on my um, shuffle, and it was a good tune, man. It was fucking good. Um, so the album was called Psychodrama, um, which came mm. out this year. Um, the guy's name is Dave. Dave. Um, Hi, Dave. So we've got Dave on the line as well. Um, not the Dave. That's not the rapper Dave. <laughs> not the Dave. No. Um, but the Dave. Yeah, I, I, I cannot get anywhere close to his uh, level of talent. Good, and, uh... <laughs> if people want to see what he's like, if they go to the BBC site um, and uh, check out the Mercury Music Prize thing, um, yeah, his performance really on that, that was, was really good. sensational. <laughs> like, really good. So, um, mm. Yeah, no, it was very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, so, I... Um... Yeah, I quite like that album. Nice. It's um, it's well, like it's really well crafted as well. If yeah, you listen yeah. to it, um, sort of all the way through, it's got a a, a really interesting narrative to it. Yeah, okay. um, yeah I think he's probably he's probably just got to be careful now to, I suppose, probably move ahead a bit. Like, I think it's it can be easy for people to get stuck on, um, the stories that they're telling, um, obviously. You know, he, he he speaks from the heart and stuff like that, and everything else. But then I've noticed a bit of a pattern lately of, of artists maybe getting. It, they could be accused of being self-indulgent. Well, I don't think they are. I think they're just kind of you know uh, speaking their truth. But um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what directions they can take it because at the moment there's quite a lot of stuff coming out that that feels maybe just a little bit samey, or a little bit yeah, a little bit sort of uh, very very self-reflective i suppose yeah i mean i, I really enjoy loyal Karner as an artist mm. like his albums mm. have been um it's just so different like it's quite chilled but then there's the odd upbeat thing but it's all quite um yeah I, and i feel that the, the his music as well and, and there's clearly like i say there's there's kind of this thing that it's all very heartfelt which yeah, his um, is, i yeah, think is a definitely. good thing yeah um, but they, I think they've, they've probably got to be a little bit wary of, of playing on that maybe if, too much you know too much yeah yeah I think you need um, to just have the right balance in an, in an album like that you create like you, I think the heartful stuff is good but you do need to have some tracks that are just silly and fun and just you know I don't know mm, get the mm. crowd pumping and get I don't know just I that's think a good it I think yeah good, like, you've got to be um, you've got to sort of uh, be wary of of, of uh, that you're you know you're entertaining you're telling a story as well and, and it can't always necessarily be that kind of one direction or 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 one-dimensional, I suppose. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I really like Ari the Rugged Man for that. Like, if you listen to his Legends Never Die album, it's got these, like, real poignant, deep tracks that he does where he's talking about his dad, he gets cancer and dies and um, stuff like that. And then a couple of political tracks with, like, um, uh, um, who is it? Fucking hell. He, he does one with um, Taleb Kweli, called Learn Truth that's just like pretty political but then um, you know then he's got a definition of a rap flow track which is just fun silly just spitting mm. double time just you know banging track sort of thing and then yeah it's just got the balance in the album really really good um, 
Yeah. I think that's... But I think, uh, uh, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to sound sort of overly critical because you could level that thing at all kinds of different artists and all different yeah. kinds of genres, you know, like, you know, Bob Dylan. I mean, <laughs> everyone would sort of say, well, he, maybe he should write a cheery song for a change. Well, yeah, yeah, that. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so, no, it's yeah. a fair comment, though, but I think yeah. a really good album does have that balance, I think, you know, so... Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I, sort of as well, I think... It, I think with hip hop as well, there's probably an element of that. Um, there, there, there ought to be some sort of, I suppose, positive vibes and enjoyment and and, and a, a sort of uh, demonstration of, of of enjoying your craft as well as as yeah. also being very sort of, yeah, heartfelt or reflective a lot of the time. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my thought. No, it's yeah, it's an interesting one. It's um. I guess, I mean, maybe it also depends on the artist at the time and what they're going through and how they're feeling and what they want to communicate yeah, exactly, at that time in their album. So maybe they're just really yeah. down and depressed and angry and they just want to get it out. And So yeah, the, totally, the album's totally. going to be a super downer. <laughs> but like maybe there's some good stuff in there. But And, you know, maybe there'll be times when the, the artist is feeling really happy and whatever and he's just decides to put an album well, out yeah. of just positivity and you know bangers basically so i don't know yeah and actually talking Ari the rugged man his new album is on the verge of being released he's finished it and he's currently mastering it so that's going to be out soon and i think that's going to be really good he's got some really good uh features on it as well mm, um locksmith nice. is yeah. locksmith is featuring on it i think he's got maybe rakim might be appearing on it he's got a pete rock produced track on it with afro um who's also got an album coming out very soon um he's kind of working on his as well so it's all yeah it's exciting for me because i've been following afro since he kind of got first discovered so it's um yeah i think there are probably some of those artists you mentioned there ones that i probably haven't followed quite so closely actually um yeah, i mean all right yeah amazing. I, I appreciate um, their uh yeah their, their sort of their, their craft um and i mean rakim they're, is... they're quite a different kind of style of hip-hop aren't they in a way to some some other well, ra or... well i think they're 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 very much um and you can correct me on this obviously but i i get the feeling that they're they're very obviously very focused on their lyrical delivery in there yeah, yeah oh yeah i mean yeah, ra yeah. super lyrical and afro yeah. again super lyrical rakim's obviously yeah. the fucking master of all of that really um mm. i don't mm. even listen to much rakim have you but um he's just rakim yeah he's definitely yeah one of the uh one of the greats that's for yeah. sure i mean you got eric b and rakim stuff which is really good but the ones that really stand mm. out for me are the master which came out well the master and then you got the 18th letter so the 18th letter was 1997 and the master was 1999 and both of those are just fucking fire man they're just so fucking good and mm. they kind of play into that hip hop sound of the time a little bit, um, which is kind of a good sort of time for hip hop for me, that kind of late nineties, yeah. but just before it started going a bit weird and off. Although it's still, you know, hip hop's still good now. You just have to go a bit more underground to find it. So, and that's why I like RA and Afro. They they won't go, they won't follow this commercial sound that hip hop's going in. Um, they they yeah, they're kind of doing their own thing and doing their own thing and yeah. keeping it traditional in a way sort of thing i suppose like you know they're getting you know beats from um you know like pete rock and fucking you know primo and you know, people like that so um yeah. i think afro's got a song produced by primo on his album he got some beats from him so 
um, for DJ Premier, for people who don't know, um, one part of uh, Gangstar. Um, so, mm. yeah, they're doing it right. And you've got people like, you know, Odyssey and Locksmith and people like that who are, you know, obviously Odyssey does all his own production. He's he's awesome. Mm. Like, he's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I love him as an artist. He's yeah, definitely just a, a, not just as an MC, but as, a, as an artist and a musician. He's oh, yeah. yeah, he's very his productions are very, amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on point. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Really good. I um I heard uh, a track from the forthcoming DJ Shadow. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I need to add that to my fucking thing because I keep forgetting. Yeah, that it. was um yeah that was that was good. I enjoyed that. Um. Yeah, new album is coming out. It's called Our Pathetic Age. Okay. DJ Shadow. Um, yeah. I haven't really read anything about it. I just Googled it right now, and I'm just kind of looking. I'm just... Uh, now, one of the headlines is on Mixmag, DJ Shadow is releasing a new 23-track album this year. Our Pathetic Age. There you go. It's on Apple Music right now. You can add it. There's only two tracks. No, three tracks released on it at the moment. Uh, okay, so he's kind of drip-feeding it out. Well, no, they do that initially. They release two or three or four, and then the album will come out. So it's like a little teaser thing that they do, and that seems to be happening quite a yeah. lot on Apple Music, which I like that idea. It's nice. gives you a little listen. Like I think, obviously, um, DJ Premier's doing that with that Gangstar album. I, I imagine it's a whole yeah. album he's bringing out. Yeah. So... Yeah. Which seems to be older uh, a cappella stuff he's still got of Guru and he's putting new beats to it and getting features on. Yeah, I've so, heard a couple more tracks. Uh, yeah, pretty good. pretty good. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, so I've added that Our Pathetic Age album, so we'll see when that comes out on because mm. I'll listen. I've yeah. got a lot of stuff to listen to. I just keep going through. But now I've got this music, the Apple Music thing, and you just go through, and you're like, oh, yeah, remember that guy? And then you do that, and then, oh, you might like this. Like, oh, yeah, that guy looks cool. And you just add all this shit, and then you just fucking forget, and you just got to go through and think, who the fuck's that? And then oh, give it man, a listen. yeah, so many, so many. Oh, fuck. Sorry about that. What's that? I just hit a YouTube thing. Um, it was a video about mountain biking in Warburton, the most exciting thing happening in Australian mountain biking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's also a new album. It's more, this is a bit of like a soul kind of artist. Um, I'm just going to find him. I've got him saved on my, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Tidal thing, which I'm still persisting with, even though it's quite expensive and I probably shouldn't. Um, It's uh, Michael uh, Kiwanaku. I don't know how you say his name. Michael Kiwanuka. Yeah, Kiwanuka. Yeah, yeah, he's got some. Uh, he's good, got a, a kind of a a pretty nice sounding voice. Uh, yeah, 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 I appreciate some of his music. Yeah, definitely. so he has a new album coming out November first, um, which is quite exciting. So I'm going to um, listen to that when it comes out. So, um, and that I like because on Tidal it's all the master quality audio quality. So you can add it in and get this incredible audio quality um, stream through fancy new stereo in my bedroom so it's particularly good for um it's weird like the album the 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 amp and the speakers i've got ironically it it, with hip-hop it's good but it's not maybe they just speakers need to break in a bit more or whatever but for stuff like vocal stuff or like um uh it's just sensational man just male or female vocals and um 
drum and bass is really good on it as well or like dancey music mm. and stuff but for hip-hop it doesn't seem quite as good which i don't quite understand but it's yeah it's weird yeah it's funny some some yeah some setups can struggle a little bit with with hip-hop stuff um i'm gonna have to go for a piss yeah you do that mate. um i might because um, i've drunk quite a bit of beer yeah, go for it um, um shall i press mute is it rude to piss on a podcast probably yeah you mute it i need to get ice um well, maybe I'll pause it. I don't know how I'll pause it. I think I just have to stop recording. I'll stop recording and I'll just edit it together. Um, and I need to get ice for my whiskey. So, yeah, we'll be back in a few minutes. Although, actually, for people listening, it'll be instant because it's the magic of editing. We're back. Um, yeah, I had to listen back just now, everyone, and the sound quality seems all right. So hopefully you're um, enjoying the quality of our conversation in both uh, content and audio quality. For your oral pleasure. Yeah, I was just having a flick through Facebook to see if they've started advertising horses to me, but they haven't. So maybe they are, they're either on to us time. and they know we're fucking with them. Or you'll, um, or, you'll have Iceland trying to sell you frozen lasagna. Well, they're saying that there's some sponsored thing from a bookie thing and there were horses on it just literally just now. So that's a bit weird. <laughs> so maybe they are fucking with us. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. Um, well... Yeah, I was just looking at Magura but, uh, fucking um, brakes. And they seem to be um, reasonably well received by some reviews. Yeah, on I think they reaction. are pretty good. Yeah. I always remember back in the day, I always wanted the Magura were like one of the pioneers of like hydraulic brakes. Oh, okay. they, were, they weren't disc brakes. Um, they were rim brakes, but they were hydraulically operated. Ah, okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, they were pretty. They were pretty fancy back in the day. They were quite expensive, but um, yeah, they were. I suppose yeah, kind of one of the first kind of power, kind of hydraulically assisted kind of braking systems available. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be some pretty positive reviews. So. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a nice. That's a that's a decent bike, mate. That's yeah, it's a, tempting, man. It's, I don't know. It, it, it's going to depend on work. Because <laughs> at the moment I don't know if I'll have a job next week. It's just it's always kind of the constant thing of it. So it's like I'm just a bit like oh, I don't know whether I should spend four grand on a bike or uh, anyway. So. Yeah, it might not well, be the most responsible thing to do. No, no, it shouldn't. I should just be sensible and I'll not do that. Especially as I can't write it off as a business expense because I can't really justify it as a business <laughs> bike. I go to meetings on my bike. Although maybe you could say that I don't know. But then I'm I don't know. Probably not. I think I'm going to have to swallow, a little, swallow little the cost of this one. one. So, yeah. Yes, yes. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's something you can do about recreational thing for fitness-related stuff through the business because it's part of a, I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it and see if it's <laughs> legitimate. But, yeah, it looks pretty cool. It does look quite nice. Again, mm. I like the mm. colour. That's what all I care about, really. You know, Does it look cool? Yes, I'm done. I'm cool. It's like my snowboarding gear. I, I just got that all colour coordinated pretty cool. So even though my skills didn't quite replicate my um gear, but anyway. You, yes, man of man of much stuff. I am literally the perfect uh, example of all the gear and no idea. Um Yeah, you're a marketer's dream. Yeah. Except for some things. Like headphones I know I can appreciate, but bikes and uh snowboarding gear I probably can't really justify the cost of that I spend on them, the uh, lack of skill or um, anything else <laughs> I kind of associate with it. But anyway, yeah. 
just the way it is. And yeah, audio, I think I can justify. But, yeah. And actually saying yes. about the hip hop thing, it's weird, you know, with my new setup, I don't really listen to hip hop in my bedroom. It's I listen to different music in there. Whereas when I'm out in my lounge where I've got my awesome monitor speakers, which sound fucking amazing with hip hop, I um, that's where I listen to hip hop. So I think it's worked out well. So. Yeah, well, different, yeah, different vibe yeah. for the uh, for the different areas of your home. And for the people that want to know, the speakers I have in the lounge, which are these monitor speakers, they're Adam A7X speakers, um, which are a German make, and they are particularly good. They're, they have an amplifier built into each one of them, so you, you literally just have to plug them into a source and off you go. Um, and they are particularly nice. Um so yes, very, very they loud. do. Yeah. They do produce a very nice sound, and I think they've got the sure. AO acoustic um, speaker stands for them as well. These like little kind of they're about sit about four or five inches high, and you just sit the speakers on them, and it gives you good. It does, you don't lose any sound through them. It's cool. Yeah, very cool. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Maybe I should say the setup I've got in my room. It's a Yamaha MusicCast 803D amp. And the speaker's a Monitor Audio Bronze 5 for standards. Um, it's a very pretty good combination by all accounts. It works quite well. I was talking about this the other day on my thing because the amp's quite bright. Like Yamaha amps are quite bright sounding. Um, so if you pair them with a bright speaker like a Klipsch or Klipsch, I think you say, a Klipsch or a... Um, B&W speakers, which are quite bright speakers, then you'd probably get quite a harsh-sounding sound. But Monitor Audio are notoriously quite warm-sounding speakers. So if you then pair that to a bright amp, you get a nice middle-of-the-range setup that's not too bright and not too warm. So it's quite a nice balance. So, yeah. Pretty good. That's, that's going into some fairly heavy uh, audio geekery there. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm only on the cusp of it but it's um it, I, yeah from all the research i did i think i was going to go for these like clip speakers which i'm glad i fucking didn't because it would have been a bit full-on but yeah so i think i chose right in the end so yeah pretty good the yamaha amp if anyone's looking for an amp that literally does everything in terms of good sound quality and you can connect through any means you want um, the music cast the yamaha amps are the ones to go for i reckon like no one else is really doing stuff that like that they're all doing separate things like the amp doesn't quite have all the connectivity so you have to get a music streamer to a, you know bring into it like a separate thing that you plug into it so um, uh-huh. but Yamaha are just building it all into one sort of really nice amp system so um, that's pretty cool and you can still obviously plug in other stuff to it like CD rack and you know CD separate and a music cast separate mm. if you want to but it just does it all for you and you just run it through your iPad through the Wi-Fi network so you get good quality sound and fucking amazing mate really good no one else is doing yeah. it like Cambridge Audio are ahead of the pack at the moment in um, uh, like that kind of mid-range amplifier market like they're just knocking it out of the park at the moment with their CA I think CX60 amp at the moment or CX80 they're just knocking it out the park but it doesn't come with bluetooth or anything like that you have to add stuff to get that functionality so that's their kind of yeah the sound quality is the best for the price but um uh they're not quite adding all that functionality i guess because they sell music streamers and stuff as well so they don't want to take that away <laughs> like from people i don't know i guess i guess it sort of makes sense but um anyway yeah. 
such is the way of um, capitalism, I suppose. Yeah, so what's the advantage of having a music streamer over, like, I obviously just use, like, I'll Chromecast from my phone, and then it's just, like, you know, it's, pl- it's all plugged into the amplifier and speakers, yeah, sounds pretty, pretty good, I'm quite honest, happy with it. Mate, I don't so, think, yeah, I don't think there is a, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what the bonus is, because you get a screen on a music streamer, but it, the interfaces aren't exactly great. So you can you can link straight into like Tidal or Spotify mm. or whatever. So you yeah. can essentially have the interface there. But if you're sitting there with your remote, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you, you want to just be on yeah. your phone. See, what Yamaha have done, which I, I really like, is the amp does its thing and there's a Yamaha Music Cast app, uh, app and you can just load that up and you can bring in all your various whatever it is, you know, Tidal, Spotify, blah de blah and that your interface is there. And not only that, you can control all the functionality on the amp as if it's a remote. So you can play with the treble, the bass, you can change the input if you've got a CD rack in it or, you know, if you've got a CD connected or a whatever else or a, or a you know, phono amp, you know, phono player, um, a record player, you can, you can select it all via the app. So they know yeah, it's yeah. just you just need the amp and that's kind of it really, um, and I, yeah, like but I actually I don't even use that I just use Apple AirPlay I have that connected through the Wi-Fi network, so I've got everything in, the interfaces on the iPad so I bring Tidal up or Apple Music or YouTube or Netflix and it all it'll all just play through the amp, mm. um, yeah, and like you say you can just Chromecast to your thing and you like you don't really need yeah it. yeah. Like it's I'll, weird. I'll, um, I don't quite. Yeah, like I've I still uh, I still got my Kenwood K K thirty twenty special edition amp oh, nice. from. I reckon. I reckon that was like my parents bought that for me for Christmas, and it must have been like nineteen ninety six or something. Yeah, because you had that when I first met you. I'm sure you did in your. Oh yeah, 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 uni. So yeah. It's still going strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, so good. Yeah. That's why I think yeah. certain things you should, you know, invest a bit of money in like that. I mean, I suppose then they were making things to not break, so, you know. Uh, it weighs a ton, but it's heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my fucking Yamaha amp's fucking, yeah, it's a beast. But, yeah, that's why I sort of thought, I'll go for that because it, it's going to last a long time. Once you bought it, that theoretically, that's it, you know. It's like, yeah. you shouldn't, as long as you look after it and maybe service it occasionally, I guess, then. So even that, I don't know if you need to even do that. I don't I've, know. I've never done anything. No, I mean, it's just, why would you? So, yeah, that's yeah. the bonus of buying good quality electronics, I think. So Yeah, well, that's uh, definitely lasted the course, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking, that's lasted fucking years. What's that, 20 years and counting, at least? Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. more. That's mental, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and so yeah, you, it's crazy. You just have a little dongle plugged into that, do you? So you can play. Well, all it is is that actually, say the Chromecast is hooked up to the TV, and then it's just basically a straight line out from the TV into the into the back of the amp, and what, then just like an RCA play... connection or something. Sorry, like an RCA kind of connection. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so I just control everything from my phone. Um, and the, like the TV's the TV got is like built in on HDM. Like the TV's or like basically just hooked up straight through the amp permanently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so then you... anything you're playing through the TV would just come through the speakers. Oh, nice! It's 
and it's, then you can um, Chromecast from your phone to your TV, which then plays through the speakers, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or YouTube good. or Spotify or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's like, why do you need a network streamer? What are they for? I think it's just a new gadget. They're just trying to sell people. And it's like, well, actually, if you've got a phone or an iPad or whatever, like, you don't, and like, the necessary yeah. thing, you don't really need it. Because, I mean, I actually do that now with my setup in the lounge. I've got a, a little um, Bluetooth receiver that I just plug in via the RCA connector and put it into one of the input, the auxiliary input into my mixer. Um, mm. and I just set it to that channel and then I can connect to my iPad to it and play that through that channel. So through those speakers and just have my Apple music playing straight through that. So it's like, it's a complete wireless system now if I want it to be. So I can either play vinyl or play through the iPad. It's fucking great. And I can play through the iPad through one channel and scratch on the other one on the vinyl if I want to. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, you've got some um, you've got some uh, nice uh, setup going on. Yeah, yeah, that was in the days of uh, paying fuck all rent. So I just bought everything I needed to eventually move into a house. So um, yeah, it kind of worked <laughs> worked out quite well. So yeah, yeah man. Mine's uh, I've I've gone for maybe just a slightly Japanese style retro kind of thing. That's what I, that's what I quite enjoyed about Japan is that they're very technologically advanced, but actually quite a lot of stuff still quite kind of old school. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, like uh, remember going into the bars and like that whiskey bar and like uh, the dudes well, got, got stuck like, in the league obviously like a paper. quite an old setup, but like seriously high end shit in there. Oh yeah, he had a like, serious yeah. like amazing amp and yeah. speakers yeah. and floor to ceiling vinyl around this this whole room it was fucking amazing yeah yeah, man. yeah there's cool. a there's um i can't remember the name of there was a another place we were in when we went around the markets somewhere I'm trying to think where that was maybe in kyoto and uh what, music? they had this serious kind of big old amps and stuff big old big old that? units man like big proper fucking massive separate systems was that in and the Yakitori like, place in Kyoto that we went to? We did like three nights there, I think, didn't we, in the end, or whatever it was. We did. Was it two nights? Oh, Maybe. Um, oh, that place. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know if it was that place. But we we were don't wrestling or something. That place. Were you wrestling something then? That sounded weird. That was weird. Yeah, yeah I think my um, the, you, you, your uh, audio keeps dipping in and out a bit. Does it? Mm. Yeah. And that must be I think it's was. my probably my shitty internet connection. Yeah, when um, you get the MBN sorted, have they told you? Oh. Fuck I'm not still waiting on the fucking builder to come and install some shit. It's not fucking bullshit. Fucking I'm, I'm bored of it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, it's such a fuck up. This whole MBN thing, man, like they're going to... 5G is uh, going to be, be here. It's our landlord holding things up because he's, really, yeah. he's being a bit of a dick about his property. Um, fair enough, he wants to do the right thing, but he's, I think he's being overly cautious because he's yeah. worried about the thing they have to attach to the house, like the, whether to connect the cable across the across the road um, uh, overhead. So it's a bit of a big deal and he's worried about it by causing damage to the brickwork because it's an old house or some shit. Yeah, I suppose if you, if you do it properly, it's, it's going to be all right. But I mean, I guess it's um, surely it's a good thing to have MBN installed into the house. I mean, that's a good selling point, I suppose. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he's not really opposed to that. He just seems to be being a bit of a dick about it, really. Oh. So there you go. 
it seems a bit sort of unnecessary, basically. I think he's being overly cautious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not like a huge load, like, you know, you know how they attach the power lines to the, like, the, the brackets that they attach to the walls and stuff. It's certainly like something like that. It's not, not that big a deal, really. I'm getting yeah. a weird sound again. I don't know what it is. It's like a sort of scratchy, crackly sort of, not, I don't know. Yeah. You're playing with yourself or something. Maybe it's just uh, the microphone was catching on my stubble. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. I've uh, right. I have now you have moved to hold it. it, don't you? Sorry? Is it one of those you've got to almost hold the cable out or something? Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. You've got to kind of keep it quite taut so it doesn't kind of flap about Sorry. at all. Well, I'm going to send you this headset, and then we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Apologies no. for the, uh, the the poor quality there. Yeah, that's all right. Um, what were we saying? I can't remember. Yeah, oh, NBN. Anyway, phew, yeah, fucking dickers. Five yeah, G's. They'll have just got their head around it, and then five G's going to come out and be everywhere and offer much faster. Well, not and, much faster speeds, but comparable speeds for the same price with no connection issues. You don't have to wait. Like, if you had 5G, they'd have connected you already. You'd have got a box through the post. You plug it into your into a power source supply, and that's it. It just goes wirelessly, and you just you mm. pick up the Wi-Fi network, and you've got 100 megabytes a second straight away, minimum 100 megabytes a second. Like, some of them offering a 1,000, you know, for 5G. Yeah, it's it does seem insane. like a massive white elephant. I just wonder... Um, I'm interested to know there's been obviously quite a lot of um, resistance to 5G in terms of people worried that they're going to get microwaved and like, you know. Oh God, there's so much other shit that's fucking fucking people up anyway. Just fucking, if it means we get good internet, who gives a fuck? (laughs) There's nothing more frustrating than shit internet. It's so weird. Like it's such a first world problem, but like we didn't used to have it. And then now when you, have it and you get it and you get a good connection and then suddenly you don't have it you're like oh my god it's so fucking annoying and i don't know why it's just so weird yeah, yeah so i don't weird. know I, I don't know if i care enough no um, i'm not sure you yeah. would but me and my mate we do it's just frustrating when you know you can get, <laughs> i don't know but but yeah i mean the nbm fucked themselves up by deciding not to go full fiber and they decided to go semi-copper and save money and they've actually spent more money than they were going to originally because copper is quite expensive apparently and um <laughs> it's just they've had to lay new copper lines to make it work rather than so it's just it's a whole oh, it's, it's just run by the most incompetent fuck-ups that you've ever seen and uh and then by the time they get it sorted and it will they'll get it all done and it will still be based off a copper network with with a bit of fiber you know that's how they're doing it and um 5g will come along and go oh here you go this is how you do it and then they're gonna go out of business basically so and the other thing mm. is if you go 5g you don't have to um sign up to the mbn whereas if you go onto any internet connection now in australia it has to be the mbn it's like a law but if you go yeah. wireless there's no, they're not covered by that law. So then the service providers can actually, um, yeah, make more money themselves rather than having to pay off the fucking government and shit. So, yeah, they're, uh, the ambience fucked, basically. Give it five years, they're going to go under. I know that's a very depressing, negative thing to say, but it's just the way of things because they just invested in the wrong technology and did it wrong, basically. It does <laughs> so, seem to, like it was hopelessly mismanaged. Like, it does seem like a massive... The uh, thing is, like, I was involved in all the design stuff of it, it when it was starting and it was it was, it was was amazing. They were like, we're going to go full fibre to fucking everyone. 
everyone's getting fibre apart from people in the middle of fucking nowhere and we'll give them a satellite connection. That's what they were going to do, basically. And there was a whole process of you get this fibre to the door and then there's this box here and then that box connects to your modem, like Wi-Fi router, and then you get really good sound. Not really good sound, you get really super fast connections. Everyone will be on it. And then once everyone is on it, you get this exponential speed increase, which is kind of how all that shit works. And you can just get insane, like thousands of megabytes a second. Um, and then the new government came in and they said, oh, no, it's going to cost too much. We don't want to do this. We'll do fibre and then to the road and then we'll do copper everywhere else on the existing network and we'll save loads of money. And uh, and they literally just got all the design stuff that we'd done. It's like a $2 million fucking uh, contract for all the design yeah. people doing it. So they spent millions of dollars to get all the design work done all the brochures explaining what's going to happen and from the you know from the information that gets sent to the providers to the information that gets sent to the users it was all done and about to be sent out and then the government changed and it all fucking changed so not only did they have to change what they were going to do with all the fiber and the copper they had to redesign everything and it was another two to three million dollars worth of design work to all the various agencies to redo everything that we'd just done um, scandal to change scandal it was fucking ridiculous man it's like what the Scandalous fuck is going on wasted public money and then now they realise they had to put in new copper wire to make it, their idea work and it's cost them as much as it, <laughs> yeah, it if cost not them more, more yeah. than if they just stuck with the plan and gone fibre all the way and so mm. they're going to end up with a system at the end of it that's it's done but it's not much better than it was and yeah, and be super. And the speeds are out of date already, basically. And if they'd gone onto yeah. fiber, they'd be, you know, cutting edge in the world, but now they've not. And so they're going to get to a point where it's like, right, we either have to go fiber everywhere now and spend a shitload more money, or we just ditch it and we get go out of business in 5G, which Optus and Vodafone or whoever own the rights to in Australia now, because they went and bid them, bought it, bought the frequency. So they're like, and they can offer the same speed. Tel- Telstra, isn't it? I think. Uh, Optus bought a chunk of it. Maybe Telstra did as well. I don't know. But um, yeah. The Telstra um, are advertising 5G in Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, they're all getting it now. So, and once you get that, you're getting. And what they're doing is like Optus did it. They just saw what the NBM were offering for the speed, um, like the number of megabytes per second you get and the price and unlimited data. And they're like, right, here you go. We'll give you 5G for the, exactly the same price. And all you do is we post you a box plug it in and that is it no problems mm-hmm. um and then they're offering super fast speeds and all this shit so it's it's just insane man it's like there's such a fuck up it's so frustrating and it's just run by morons who don't understand and they were like oh no. yeah we're oh, fucking people only need 25 meg connections that's with the foreseeable future uh and then eventually 100 meg's gonna be the thing and it's like no you need a hundred meg fucking now. You got a household of three or more people all streaming yeah, right. Netflix in four yeah. K. You need fucking a hundred meg. Like twenty five megs a bare minimum for one TV streaming um, Netflix. Basically, you need a twenty five meg will get you what you need if you're just like a single household with a couple of people in or whatever. But as soon as you've got a family and you've got kids and all streaming multiple things, like you're fucked. So yeah. So they just completely don't know what they're talking about. They're just run by a bunch of fucking morons and it's, um, yeah, fuck them basically. I hope they do go out of fucking business quite frankly. Yeah. It sounds like a morons. completely disgraceful uh, I, yeah, I mean, way I, to uh, spaff a load of taxpayers money up the wall I just it pisses me off man because I was involved in it as well you know and it just and it was going to be so good and everyone was so positive about it 
And then they fucked it up. And it was like, oh, fuck. And we actually then, once that happened as a business, we were like, no, nah, we don't want to be part of it. It's just, you know. So we didn't even bid for the next part of the um, retainer on it. It was just like, fuck you guys. You just, you know, just, it's so frustrating. Because it, it was such yeah, a cool project to be part of. It was so positive And, oh, we're going to bring this awesome thing to everyone. It's going to be amazing and super you know, cutting edge technology. And it was just like, no, we want to go back to copper because we're dickheads. Anyway, never mind. I'll, I'll stop ranting. I'll just, no one wants to hear me rant about this bullshit. But, and I probably said stuff I shouldn't have said. It's pretty semi-confidential, but yeah. allegedly, uh, yeah, we say you, allegedly. Everything I just said was allegedly. scandal, Well, I think people did sort of know about it, but I, you almost wanted to get out because they made such a fuck up of it. Uh, I think yeah, there's been a lot of um, stuff that I've seen that has suggested that uh, it has not been handled yeah. very well. So that is all. basically what happened. It's exactly kind of the, the thing. And just, oh, just, oh, yeah, never mind. And all the work we did, which is really cool work, and it had to change. Like It just wasted yeah, right. two years of our work wasted, life. Wasted. It was wasted, basically. Yeah. And we did some really cool shit. But never mind. That's particularly tricky bits of retouching. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Never mind. Now I just work with chicken. It's uh, less uh, political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what are you going to do? Oh, dear. I'm, um, I've ploughed into the beers, feeling a little... Uh, tipsy. What are you drinking? What beer are you drinking? We'll give a shout out to the beer. A little tipsy McStagger. Um, I am drinking Two Birds. Oh, yeah, I like uh, that. Two Birds Sunset. Um, oh, okay. One of my favourite, actually, um, beers, just uh, kind of, of, of pretty much all the time that I've lived in um, lived in Australia. Like, I, I sampled it, yeah, a few years ago. And um, it's it's bloody good. It's, what is it? What is it? It's, it was their second beer that was launched in 2012. Um okay. And it's a red ale, uh, a blend of nine different malts, um, producing a rich, complex beer with a light roast, roasty finish. Roasty it finish, show, nice. Yeah, roasty finish. It shows pine, grapefruit, and toffee-like notes. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and actually, it's um, it's one of those beers that's refreshing, not too heavy, um, but it's got a real nice kind of... It, yeah, it's got those those really nice flavours to it, as as it's described. It's it's got a depth. Yeah, um, okay, that's nice. Yeah, I really like it. So I'd uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. If if you're someone who wants to perhaps venture away a little bit from your average lager and and try and think of a beer that's like some people shy away from kind of trying different types of beer because they're like oh you know, it might be too heavy or too hoppy or whatever. This has probably got a nice balance of, of kind of flavours that that would um, people would appreciate. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. I, I, I've, lost, I've lost interest in beer. I don't know if it was because I just had trouble digesting it or something, but I just, yeah, I kind of moved away from it. But I do sometimes quite enjoy a, uh, a nice cold beer. I just have to do it more mm. sporadically now, I think. But, um, yeah, it's weird, but... Yeah, it's funny. I go through kind of phases. I don't, um, I don't drink as much beer as I used to. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, for me, it's just whiskey now. Really, it seems pretty consistent. Yeah. I can handle it, and my 
body doesn't reject it, so it just seems to work for me. So. Um, it also seems that sort of um, yeah, drinking some some of the craft beers like their um, and and the kind of uh, the IPAs and that, they're they're pretty punchy and actually they're they're quite strong. And yeah, it's almost too much. You don't you don't really want to like session them. The good thing is there's like loads of really nice session hours around now as well that are just a little less kind of uh, they're less strong um, and you know you can have a, a kind of a few of them as opposed to like some of the strong beers like you only really need like two or three well two or three pints at most um oh, and pint. even after a couple of pints you like actually that that would be enough or well, two or three schooners is probably a nice amount yeah um whereas um, a session ale like if you were going and, and kind of meeting meeting some people and having an afternoon in the sun and having a few drinks then definitely there's some there's some really like nice summery kind of tropical zesty kind of um interesting kind of summer ales or session ales and stuff okay. yeah there's a whole world of that sort of shit i just I uh, it's understand. insane man like yeah um i i i don't want to sound like a beer wanker because i'm i'm not but i do enjoy <laughs> the fact that there's <laughs> hips, hips the beer wanker but yeah. i do enjoy the fact that there's a, there's so much variety available now but it's kind of like wine, you know. If if it was all the same, then where's the fun in that? I think oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people man. get creative. Well, same with whiskey, with man. Things. It's just an infinite world of like, and it, you think yeah. you know, it's all the same shit, but it isn't at all. It's it's um amazing. The more you get into it, the more you learn about all the different flavors, and you have preferences for certain things. And it's uh, yeah, it's mad, crazy. I shit. um I had to bite my tongue in uh, the bottle bottle shop earlier because uh, there was a woman in there asking she was asking why gin um is more expensive than vodka and she was like oh i've i've been enjoying gin lately so i've switched from vodka but she was asking the girl at the counter like and like she was explaining you know gin actually is probably um takes more process to produce um well yeah because you're and, adding and flavors the, well. bota- botanicals and all yeah, this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. and she was like and uh, I wasn't kind of looking at what she was buying at that time, but then uh, I saw her and she was buying like fucking some like beefy gin or whatever. I'm like, fuck me! Like she was saying how much she appreciated gin, and then like she was buying that stuff. Shit, and, um, yeah, that does seem a bit. Like, there's so many nice gins around as well. I fucking love gin. I have. A, I'm looking <laughs> at a wide selection of gin, which I don't even like or drink, but I've got more gin in my house than probably most people. Cause the, yeah, uh, I'd um, I'd, I'd be quite pleased it. if um, yeah, you like if, it. Yeah. Uh, I was in your house right now. Yeah, we have a wide. We've got some loose. Japanese gin. We've got yeah. some tankery, uh, citrus infused um, gin, which is really nice. Um, which I don't actually mind actually. And then all this other stuff, some poltergeist gin and I think and some other things. Just yeah. Anyway, uh, I Smithers, I sent you a link to the new golf. Did you see that? It's on. I sent it to the messenger. I just wanted your thoughts. You did, you it. did. Um, it's quite interesting. Yeah, I actually, I was, um, I've read about this earlier today, coincidentally. Okay. I'm clicking. Um, I don't really like the outside. Um, yeah, the interior is pretty cool. Yeah. That, to I, sum up. I'd need to um, see the GTI properly to see. Mm, the the mm. current 
Mark 7.5 is the GTI and the R and stuff like I've got. I really like the shape and the angles and yeah, I do as well. Especially the I GTI, do. like the GTI that I had, like the 40 years one for me, that was perfect. Like proportionally, the little sporty spoiler, the body kitty thing, it, it just proportionally looked, it was fucking awesome. I actually preferred that to my golf R actually. I think the golf mm. R is a better car, but it, the GTI that I had looked better. Um, and looking at the new one, it just, I don't know, it just seems to be gone a bit generic. Like it's almost headed towards, I don't know. Because for me, the, the GTI, the Smart 7, when that shape came out, that's the best hot hatch shape car in terms of looks compared to like the Mercedes, the Beamer, the... You know, all, all of the range of them, of cars like the Ford Focus mm. and stuff. I think it was the best shape in terms of looks out of all of them. And now I feel like the new one, it maybe has just gone a bit soft around the edges. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at like some of the pictures of them. And, and the interior yeah, looks they're, fucking they're, awesome. but Yeah, the interior does look good. But suppose it, it seems like they've just got the proportions of the front end slightly wrong. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to tell, like, because I'd need to see a sporty GTI version or an R when they can bring that yeah. out and the wheel, the right wheels, and to see what they do to it. To because I think that could look good, but as it stands, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It feels a bit vanilla. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, an actual fact as well. There's a couple of views of the interior. I don't really like the new steering wheel that much. No, no, I mean, that's shit, but if you got an R or a GTI, you'd get a better steering wheel. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be too, I'm not too, because I wouldn't, I'd only ever buy a GTI or an R if I was going to get a Golf, but um, but yeah. like the heads-up display, I mean, I've got the, obviously, the digital heads-up display, you know, not heads-up display, the digital virtual cockpit thing in mind, which is cool, but they've got oh, that yeah, additional yeah. screen in the middle now, which is all a bit different, and which is kind of the way they're going with it. Um I think Mercedes are leading in that sense and what they've done with theirs, it looks pretty fucking sweet. If you look at the new A45 interior, it's pretty sweet. Like they've gone full digital thing, dashboard. and um, But yeah, that Golf one, I mean, it looks pretty cool. It's got the key that you put in in the slot, like a fucking hypercar sort of thing. Have you seen that? If you look at the interior, it's got like, I think it's the, I know, is that just the selector? It looks like the key, but maybe it is just the uh, gear selector. It's a bit different, but... I don't know, maybe it is the key, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I'd have to, I got to see one in real life, I think. So when it comes out, yeah, that doesn't look too exciting, but no, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I was chatting to my uh, Volkswagen dealer guy, I've become quite good mates with actually. Like, we kind of um, geek out about cars and audio and stuff, and um, we were talking about because they've just announced a uh, the Otinger body kits for the golfs over in australia which has only just happened so the mark 7 7.5 you can get this the otinger body kits like the a bigger wing and front splitter and side skirts and you can get like new tips put on the exhaust and all this it looks pretty cool um but it makes it very low and he was like yeah you probably don't want to do it because it goes so low and it's like 10 grand to put it on but and they it won't fit on the wagon like i've got so I was like, ah, it's probably for the best but um it's uh, and then he was talking about oh you get it mapped though he's got a dude he'll he can shave a second off the knot to hundred time. It's currently he sits at about five seconds and you can get it down to four seconds, like not to sixty basically, not to hundred k's, which is pretty cool. 
but um he was saying it kind of does push it somewhat into the uh slightly uh you don't want to take it on a track day having done that to it sort of thing because you could blow the fucking thing up so yeah hmm. yeah oh i wonder with that uh whether that's worth it <laughs> no it's not and i've got an approved uh agreed value thing on it and he was like oh don't don't do it <laughs> if you've got that because they won't fucking agree that value so oh, you're gonna don't touch to pay it, money. yeah so i just have to keep it standard but it's fine i mean it's fast enough fucking hell it doesn't need to be any quicker jesus but it's so weird actually with the car like going from the gti to the r like the gti is lighter and it almost a little bit more nimble and fun kind of to drive but overall the r i think is a better car it's weird like it seems i don't know what it is There's something about it that's the four-wheel drive i mean it is heavier but it's mm. weird it's kind of like you could have more fun at a slower speed in the gti but when you really push the r which you can't do very much in very many roads at all, really, unless you get a nice bit of road that's got an 80k an hour and you get a good corner or something. When you really push it at those speeds, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this is this is how you should drive it. Like it's, um, I think that's the thing for me. You like, really feel it come alive. <laughs> you can't drive fast over here now. I, I, yeah, no, you can't. Like I mean, this. you get little nice little bits of acceleration sometimes and take the odd corner nice but, but yeah, apart from that and you before you know it, you, yeah you're in license you're in uh license losing territory yeah exactly you know, yeah you? yeah so um i guess that's why the mini i enjoyed that because you could drive that at much slower speeds and still have fun which was cool but um, yeah, yeah and then the gti was like a level above that when you'd have to go a bit quicker but you still have fun and the r it's like you gotta be on a track really to really like make this really fun but when you really push it you can feel it kind of around a corner like it kind of feels like it's going to understeer but then it doesn't it does some i don't know it just comes alive a bit it's, it's yeah it's very cool well you've got to be in the right, in the right driving mode because if you're in comfort it just you can end up fucking barreling off a cliff or something but yeah it's um yeah it's very cool though I don't know, it's just interesting how it all works really with that so yeah but oh yeah, man. You is, yeah you think about the amount of uh technology that exists inside that compared to uh, your mini the mini yeah fucking hell man yeah. it's crazy like just the fact that it's got the you know adjustable suspension i can go in wallowy soft mode in comfort which is brilliant for like sydney roads or you can go race mode which is like the steering goes heavier and suspension firms up and that's when it's really cool to drive like that but um it's uh yeah on sydney roads with a pothole you gotta be careful in that mode but you can fucking shake your head off but um but yeah i don't know yeah it's interesting it's very cool i mean i just couldn't see myself getting in a less modern car now it's just so much more comfy and all the stuff in there and a good sound system oh, the, the levels of and um, refinement and uh that sort of thing you know, like it's inc- it's insane to think and just how much you can adjust Jeez. it so if you just want to cruise and be comfy you just full comfort mode really yeah. light steering and you just wallow along and it's really comfy and then if you get to a good bit of road you just push a button and it's suddenly a nice fucking race car and it's like heavy steering and really firm suspension and you just you can have a bit of fun with it and it's fuck it's perfect man it, it is the perfect car i think the the golf gti or the r it's just i don't know for price looks comfort build quality all that i don't think there's anything better at the moment like i mean the mercedes are great but over here they're so much more expensive the audi's awesome but again 
you're paying 20 grand more for the same thing basically um Mm-hmm. It's just, um, I mean, I think the the go to deal at the moment is uh, the Hyundai i30 N. Um, yeah, that's a that's a cracking car. It looks great too. It, it, I think it just pips in in black. Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. Like it looks so nice. Sounds good. It's manual. Drives great. It's lighter. It you know yeah. It's supposed to be the go-to performance hot hatch at the moment, so mm. very cool. And seven-year warranty as well because it's Hyundai, so yeah. Yeah, and I'm guessing it's um, probably compared to European brands, it's probably quite cheap as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not far off a GTI price, really. Actually, over here, it's a bit cheaper, mm. maybe like five mm. grand or something, but it's quite a bit, obviously. But yeah, it's um, I don't know, but I guess people with the brand, it's like, oh, you know, not German, it's korean but um but yeah it's fucking great and they're, they're supposedly coming out with a auto version of it soon like an automatic like you know um, dsg, DSG kind of sort of thing um so but i guess that's where volkswagen is so good because they're dsgs especially the new ones from my model that i've got onwards a 7.5 golfs onwards most of the high-end golfs have got the it's the new seven speed wet clutch gearbox or something and it's the, basically it's the same gearbox they use in the um audi rs models basically so um super responsive and it can handle a lot more power so if you see it up a bit it can handle it so yeah it's pretty good although what i found is it's not as good in like a comfort mode in auto if you just let it do its thing it's it's you kind of you can't be in a rush <laughs> sort of thing if you want to uh, do that you've got to you know because it, it's sort of you've got to learn how to drive it like that like you have to do like a quick depression of the accelerator for it to change gear really uh, like kick down yeah. yeah so you, you if you move it slowly and accelerate it will just maybe knock down one gear and slowly go you forward but if you move it quickly it'll go two gears down and off you go so you have to learn that sort of thing with it um, but I guess you just knock it into manual, which is super quick. You just slide the gear lever to the left and it goes full manual and you can just knock it down and then it's awesome. But if you're just going auto in like comfort mode, it's not as good. But if you're in full sport mode, the auto function is great, but you almost have to drive it in sport mode the whole time really to make it, you know, function as you want it to. But it costs more in fucking uh, fuel though, so... Interesting. Oh, you, oh, you're gone. We've lost Dave. Don't know what's happened. We'll try and call him back. Call failed. Facebook has let us down. Maybe the internet has gone down. Oh, we're on Telstra Air. What's happened here? We've got to go back onto our things. Apologies to everyone. We seem to have lost um, internet somehow. We'll try calling Dave back now. Um... I was rambling about cars. It probably wasn't very interesting. I do apologize. Um, so we'll see if we're back online and see what happens. So despite Facebook being good quality call, maybe there's a limit for how long you can talk. I don't know. We were ringing. We'll see if Dave. Hello. Yeah, yes, sorry. I think um, this may may need to be uh, 
the end of the podcast due to technical issues. Yeah, my, my internet connection. My internet just died on me. It just went on to Telstra Air. Yeah. So I don't know if that was me or you, but anyway, for, I think it might have been me because my internet just fucking. Oh went, right, so okay. I think it might be me, but but yeah, I mean, maybe we should wrap up. I'm ranting about very boring things about cars, which maybe people don't want to hear about. But, um, but I yeah. don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about or go over? Um, I don't know. Um, the week it's been a it's been a busy week. I think. Um, I think it's probably time to uh, to to relax and uh, enjoy the rest of Friday Friday evening. I've got to say, I'm quite drunk, and I've drunk a lot of whiskey, and I still haven't eaten anything. Um, yeah, right, man. Yeah, you were to get yourself some ten food, o'clock. Don't you? I think it's going to be it's beans on toast territory. I think. Uh, I am. Um, I had my leftover um, chickpea curry, which was very tasty, actually. Because it's been sitting there a couple of days, kind oh, of yeah. just developing flavour. It's always good, that. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't be fucked to. Well, I didn't really fancy rice, and I couldn't really be fucked to make make it. So um, I had it on sourdough toast, oh, and it's kind of nice. like I guess like an Indian style baked beans on toast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was fucking. It was good. I enjoyed it. I've and I had got, some yeah. some spinach with it as well. Do you want to know the ultimate way to make beans on toast, or indeed maybe spaghetti on toast? Because I know you are not a big fan of like Heinz baked beans on toast, are you? But uh, yeah, the, the, I think though the issue that I've found is like I like I like beans and stuff, but um, they're just too sweet. Yeah, like yeah Heinz yeah, baked beans and stuff. Well, actually, this I just still, make, I make my own yeah, and this make them still work. So if you make your own beans and you have got all that sorted and you get into the toast stage. What you do is you get your good sourdough and then you don't put it in a toaster. You, you butter it and you fry it in a pan and you get it really crispy and crunchy. And as you're frying it, you add a little bit more butter each time and it gets it just cooks into it and goes crispy and crunchy. And then once it's reached almost cooked perfectly on both sides, you get some really good cheese like some cheddar or whatever takes your fancy, maybe some Monterey Jacks or some good quality stuff. You grate it and you sprinkle that on one side, flip it over and let that fry into the bread. And then while that's doing it, you sprinkle a bit more on the other side, give it like a minute and then you turn it over, cook the other side, then both sides of this kind of like, you know, that kind of caramelized cooked cheese thing you get when you um, do it like a taste, you know, that sort of thing. So then you get this kind of caramelized, cooked cheese crunchy cheesiness cooked into the bread and then you put your beans on top of that and serve and just enjoy it's fucking amazing man and you get and obviously because it's got this nice crunchy layer in it the toast doesn't get soggy because you've got this crunchy kind of protective barrier so you still get your crunch and each bite you're still getting that nice crunchy toasty thing but mixed in with butter and cheese and yeah Sounds like you're heavy breathing um, on the other I'm line. I'm about Dave. to run to the kitchen right now. And yeah. It's good, isn't it? Make some of that shit. And so anyone can do that if you make your own beans like Dave, because he's like a cool hipster dude. He likes homemade beans. Or if you're like me and you just like Heinz beans, because I'm a Heinz beans fucking... You're a bogan. Crack you're a bean, bogan, you're bean bogan. Yeah. Um, or maybe you don't like that and you like Heinz spaghetti on toast or whatever your equivalent is on toast it's a very good way to do the toast but you need sourdough that's the important thing because there's something happens when with sourdough and butter when you fry it in a pan it just it goes 
fucking amazing. It's just something. And then adding the cheese just brings it to another level. You don't have to do if you're not a cheese eater. But um, although if you're not a cheese eater, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. But um, yeah, but yeah. it's it's fucking sensational, mate. I think one of my first YouTube videos I'm going to do is basically beans on toast, and I'm going to do that. So yeah, I think it'd be quite cool. So it's a bit of a different take on it, which maybe people don't do. So because I think oh, it's some um, simple thing, simple recipe. The kitchen. Right maybe, now, yeah, man. Oh, I'm gonna have beans and on toast right now, so maybe I'll do it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm gonna, um, yeah, I've got me some some sourdough. I'm gonna make me a little snack. Mm. Yeah, I got some good avos as well, so I might do a little avo on toasting as well. We will Come see. Avo go if you think you're hard enough. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well, cheers for coming on, Dave. It was a good conversation. I enjoyed that. It was good. We'll do that again very soon. Um, the sound quality is good, but, yeah, I think I'll send you this this headset down and we'll um, it'll make it a bit easier for you at your end because it can just sit on your head and it's got the mic in front of you so you don't have to worry about the mic then. Um, Sweet. And, um, yeah, it's good. Would you like a pair that's sort of just black with like kind of sta- not stainless steel but like gunmetal edges, mm. or or one which has got black with kind of a red kind of metal front? I don't know. Um, I was thinking more like pink with kind of like a you know a tiara type arrangement. Oh, I don't think we can do that. I think you're going to have no. to just go with the manly option. I mean, I can try and find a girl, but um. Yeah, well, we'll see what we can do. Um, no worries. Well, I, I yeah, I'm not too worried about that. That's yeah. all good. I think these are the ones to get. I think, I, yeah, because they're, they're the ones I use for my gaming, and they're um, the sound quality is quite good, and the mic's pretty good. So, and the price isn't too ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I think I'll do that. So yeah, so yeah, hopefully we'll. Um, I mean, I, I'm up for doing this weekly if you fancy it. Like, just pick a night whenever works and we just have a chat about whatever. I mean, if you're up for that. but um, Well, um, yeah, I will try and, as, as fun, you know, so, yeah. I will squeeze things in. Yeah, man. I mean, we, obviously tonight, because it's a Friday night and we've had a few drinks, this has rambled on and we're probably almost at the two-hour mark. But um, So we don't know what we can do. We could do just like a quick 40-minute one or whatever. Half an hour, man. But, yeah, yeah, um, I yeah, I probably sound all kind of uh, a little bit uh, slightly um, tipsy, McStagger. Apologies right. for that. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I've but, probably uh, you know, wasted at least funny. half an hour ranting about stuff which I didn't really need to rant about. So apologies to everyone for my ranting. But yeah, um, that's um, a few minutes of your life that you won't get back. Yeah, I do apologise, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, we'll um, yeah we'll be back again soon. I think we'll get. John on soon again. Um, we had him on the other day, but we were just on normal voice cally thing, and the, the sound wasn't great. So we'll, I think we've got a better solution now. So um, with good old Facebook Messenger. So we'll probably have John on soon, and then next week we've got one Thursday and Friday, I think, um, which will be good. So maybe Smithers, you and I can try and do one after that. Maybe next weekend, or if not, into early the week after potentially but we'll see how that goes um all good man all we'll good. sort it out so um yeah um yeah anyway we rambled enough i think so yeah. cheers everybody Adios. yeah have a good weekend yeah cheers everybody and we will be back very very soon with lots of actually fuck i'm gonna do my formula one stuff this weekend because uh mexico grand prix on so um 
because it's uh, behind time, because we're well ahead, it will be uh, probably Sunday and Monday that I do the podcasts for the Formula One. What are you doing, Dave? Fucking hell. Sorry. I'm removing, um, removing cheese from the fridge. Jesus, that sounds like some big cheese. Eating it I'm by the wheel. Cheese. I've got the Barber's 1833 Vintage Reserve Cheddar oh, nice. from England. Yeah, that's good, that shit. Yeah, yeah it's pretty tasty. And nice. some nice sourdough. And, uh, I'm going to have beans. i do my bean thing. Yeah, cool. All right, well, we better go. So, yeah, so Formula One podcast Sunday and Monday. Then we've got one Thursday, Friday, two podcasts then. And then Dave, you and I will try one. Um, a few days after that I reckon I'll get in touch about that and then hopefully we'll have one with John in between that time as well so everyone tune in again soon that was Harmonic Whiskey Tales and we will be back soon cheers guys adios adios